Good evening. It is 5 p.m. and you're listening to Today in YGK on CFRC 101.9 FM. Brought to you by CFRC's News Collective, Christina Laurie, Dinah Jansen, Erica Singh, Zayden Bergera, Katrina Johnston, and Mia Lettinen. CFRC's news programming is also brought to you through the support of the local journalism initiative, Queen's University, Little Eyewear at 732 Princess Street, and the Screening Room at ScreeningRoomKingston.com. I'm Christina Laurie and here are your local news headlines. The Banry Center at Queen's campus is preparing to celebrate its 50th anniversary in October of 2024. The center helps women-identified students of all ages, especially those who are returning to university after time away, to continue formal or informal education. The center is very unique and the only one of its kind in Canada. I sat down with Susan Bellier, director of the Banry Center, to talk about the center and the upcoming 50th anniversary. Here's just a bit of our conversation. To give our listeners some background for those who aren't super familiar with the Banry Center, I was wondering if you could get a bit into the conception and the history of the center. The Banry Center is at 32 Bader Lane, um, right beside Banry Hall, which people, more people know. It's the uh, residence and dining hall. Banry Center is a small brick house, a little brown brick house. And for the last 49 years, it's been a center that has provided supports and services to mature women students returning to school after a break, after some time away. And um, from the very beginning, it was um, it was intended to serve a group of students who uh, were a little unusual on campus at Queens, right? A little bit older than their typical student. Um, these might be students who have had um, workplace experience, or they've raised kids, or they have young kids, or just you know different circumstances that set them a little bit apart from your typical. Queen's group. Now in 50 years, nearly 50 years, that cohort has changed significantly, right? It used to be mostly women who had, you know, not gone to university, had stayed home to raise their family, and then were going to come back and try to do a degree after that. Now our students do still include a few women who would fit that profile, but um, it's really any student who self-identifies as a woman who has a gap of two or more years in their formal education, probably half the students that we regularly see are international students, half or more are graduate students. They come from every department, every faculty, part-time, full-time. We work with online and in-person students. It's really um, anybody who meets our, our criteria. I mean, the center really is one of a kind. I was wondering if you could explain what makes Banry Center unique in the resources it provides and how the center has helped to support women-identified students over these 50 years. The center is unique in that we have for, like since its inception, been committed to providing a real sort of wraparound approach to student support. We're a child-friendly friendly space, so people can bring their kids in with them. Um, we work with lots of moms. We work with mature students from all faculties, as I've mentioned. You really have to visit to get a sense of what makes us special. But really, I think in an increasingly busy and sometimes impersonal world, such as our campuses are all becoming these days, um, everything's so busy, everything's kind of um, high intensity. A place like the Banry Center provides uh, a little bit of an oasis. You can just, anyone can just walk through the door. You don't need an appointment. You come in, someone can show you around. You get to know the space. You'll be introduced to some people. We have two amazing student advisors you can speak with, either drop in or make an appointment to see. I'm often available to chat. There's other students who are happy to chat. 
we offer um, one of our foundational programs that really brings people together is we have a free lunch for students every day. And um, whether students need it because they're food insecure or whether students just appreciate it because who doesn't love having someone else cook lunch for you every day, um, it creates an opportunity for students to come together in our lounge, meet one another across disciplines, across different life experiences, over a warm bowl of soup. Staff try to be available to hang out a little bit then too. And it's just, um, it's one of our, one of our best things that we do and it really sets us apart in a way. Getting a bit more into the anniversary this year, it's a very special year for you guys, 50 years. I was wondering how it feels to be reaching this milestone as the director. I am so privileged to be in the position as director as we head into this uh, milestone year. Right now we're in our 49th year and everything we do this year leads us to our 50th anniversary which will be in October of 2024. And I'm just so privileged to be the one who gets to see this through. Although I have to say that I would do a pretty poor job if it wasn't for the fabulous staff team that I have working with me. And um, as well as the support from the students, including students who work for us, but also just the students who hang out and uh, keep the place lively and engaged. Um, and of course, we have amazing community donors and alumni who support us. It really is a team thing, and I'm just really lucky to be the one who gets to sort of, you know, head this thing up as we as we move through. Bellier also got into the recent launch of this year's Who Is She campaign. I believe last Friday was the official launch of Who Is She, Your Inspiring Woman fundraising and outreach campaign for the 50th anniversary. I was wondering if you could talk a bit about this campaign. Yeah, um, actually, the Who Is She campaign was first launched about... I think 12 or 13 years ago and it was the single biggest sort of outreach friend building campaign that the Banry Centre ever did. Um, times have changed and now we're in a very digital age and so um, the whole the campaign looks and feels quite different but the principle remains the same. People, everybody who wants to are welcome to make a tribute um, to write a short tribute to a woman in their life who has been inspiring. It could be your mother, a sister, a mentor, a teacher. Uh, it could be your own daughter. It could be any woman who has played an important role in your life. And whether that was a one-off thing, right? Like your grade three teacher who told you you could be a writer and then that was the little gem you held on to for your entire life. Or whether it's, you know, your sister who's had your back every day of your life and you know she's your ride or die and there's there's no question. Um, we've received, we have a number of these tributes already and, and there's some coming in as we speak. And it's just lovely to see people reflecting on the women who've been important in their lives. It, I think we all have somebody, right? We all have somebody who's made a difference, who has, um, you know, gone a bit above and beyond and has just, you know, been a model or, or been had your back. Um, so that's the principle of this. So people, they log in through our, through our website or through a link in our newsletter and they can fill out the tribute and their information and then they can make a donation in honor of the woman that they're that they're um, making a tribute to the woman that they're honoring um, and there's no 
no no donation is too small so we're trying to make it as inclusive as possible but this is a way that you can you know pay it pay it back to a woman who's been inspiring to you and pay it forward at the same time by helping to contribute to our capacity to continue to support mature women students at Queen's. For more details about the Who Is She campaign and to learn more about the Bannery Centre, be sure to visit their webpage located at queensu.ca. Be sure to tune in to Kingston Currents tomorrow at 5pm on CFRC to hear the full interview with Susan Bellier. In a message from the City of Kingston, apply now for community exhibit space at City Hall. As part of the City's Your Stories, Our Histories program, community organizations are encouraged to tell their stories in their words in a newly available exhibit space at City Hall. Community exhibits within the program will feature stories of the people, events, or groups that have shaped Kingston. Your Stories, Our Histories started as a public engagement process in 2018 to address the legacy of Sir John A. Macdonald and foster community discussions about how and by whom Kingston stories are told. The programming is evolving to offer free exhibit space at City Hall for the community to tell their stories. Miranda Riley, acting curator for the city's Heritage Services Department, explains, Your Stories, Our Histories began with community conversations to understand which stories are underrepresented or less known within Kingston's cultural heritage. We're excited to expand the program to reflect a broader range of community voices and experiences. Your Stories, Our Histories exhibits will last approximately eight months to one year and will be installed each spring. The City of Kingston will provide exhibition space at no charge. There is currently one small exhibition space to display written stories and physical items. Applications will be accepted on a rolling basis. A general theme, story, or message is required for the application, but exhibit text does not need to be finalized to apply. Applicants will work with city staff to develop and edit exhibition text. Interested groups can find more information about the project and apply on Get Involved Kingston. City staff will select the first applicant in early December 2023 and install the exhibit in spring 2024. These community exhibits are connected to priority in Kingston's strategic plan to drive inclusive economic growth by fostering culture, history, education, arts, and recreation. Annual Nighttime Santa Parade returns to kick off the holiday season. In a message from the Downtown Kingston BIA, the magic of the holiday season is just around the corner as we welcome Santa and Mrs. Claus back to town at the Nighttime Santa Parade. This beloved annual event will take place on this Saturday, November 18th at 5pm and is expected to be a joyful and festive occasion for families and individuals of all ages. This year, the Nighttime Santa Parade will feature a spectacular procession of over 90 participating organizations, including many first-timers, promising an exciting and fresh experience for spectators. The parade will leave from Innovation Park, traveling down Princess Street, and concluding at Ontario Street, showcasing a dazzling display of holiday lights, music, and enchanting floats. In the spirit of giving, the parade will continue its tradition of community support. The Partners in Mission Food Bank will lead the parade, collecting non-perishable food items from spectators along the route. Canada Post will follow closely behind, so have your letters to Santa ready. One of the most anticipated moments of the evening will be when Santa himself helps flip the switch to illuminate the city's official holiday tree in Springer Market Square, immediately following the parade. The tree lighting ceremony promises to be a heartwarming and magical experience, setting the stage for a season filled with joy and togetherness. The nighttime Santa Parade is a free and family-friendly event that captures the essence of the holiday season, making it a cherished tradition for Kingston residents and visitors alike. For more information and updates from the nighttime Santa Parade, you can visit downtownkingston.ca. That's all for your headlines today, and next up is Zayden Vergara with your sports desk. Good evening, everyone. My name is Zayden Vergara, and stay tuned at 5.30 for your CFRC Sports Rundown, featuring an in-depth look at your Kingston Frontenacs Remembrance Day game on Friday against the Sarnia Sting, featuring a special story from Jordan Dax as well as Lauren Peary. Shifting gears towards men's rugby, we're going to have Ian Donaldson giving you a quick recap and rundown. 
Then we're going to go take a quick look at men's hockey, see exactly how the weekend up in Ottawa went, taking on the Ottawa GGs and the Carlton Ravens. And finally, a deep dive into the U Sports Women's Soccer Championship, which was hosted by Queens at Richardson Stadium over the weekend. Don't go anywhere and keep that dial tuned to 101.9 CFRC. On that note, over to Erica Singh with your campus news update. Alright, thank you so much Zayden. Hi, my name is Erica Singh and welcome to your campus news. Today I have two very special guests joining me in studio to talk about the last night at the Cabaret Solitaire. Here are Kimmy and Olivia. I'm Olivia and I'm a third year music theater student here at Queens uh, and I am a character or a host if you will. I'm a part of the cast in this show. And my name is Kimmy. I am also a third year music theater student here at Queens, and I am the assistant director and choreographer for the show. All right. So the last night at the Cabaret Solitaire is described as an original musical comedy packed with killer vocals, hilariously dumb jokes and a wild dance numbers. Is there anything special you can share about the show? And can you please talk a little bit more about what the show is? Yeah, for sure. So the last night of the Cabaret Solitaire, to start with the Cabaret Solitaire, is just this wildly eccentric, like beautiful place where people can just be who they want to be. It's kind of like a world that we know, but it's also a world that we don't know. So it's like, um, it's just a place where people can come be who they really are. And I think what's super special about that is our whole cast and everyone they're coming as themselves, but not not themselves. It's a, it's a big joke in the show, and you'll only get it if you come. So you definitely should. All right, and when is the show running? The show, we open on the 9th, and we close on the 19th of November. If you had to describe the show in one word, what would you say? That's a good question. Exotic. I would definitely say unique. Are there any special moments that people must see in the show which you can share? Uh, definitely, there are a lot of like eccentric numbers in the show. I think, um, I mean, I'll give you a little spoiler. Our, our opening, well, I won't exactly give you a spoiler, but the opening is a very common music theater number mashed in with another common opening number and definitely if you're there I think you'll know the song and I think all these numbers you just want to get up and dance with this cast and sing along with them I can't I don't know if there's anything I can really spoil but I, w I would say that um, if you're a queen student or not a queen student there's some inside jokes but also general jokes it's kind of it's the kind of show where there's something for everyone you might laugh you might cry but you kind of have to see it for yourself, so you got to come. You got to come watch. And is this a show where getting up and singing with the cast is encouraged? Yeah. No, I think absolutely. I think that these are kind of the numbers. I'm sure most people are going to know these songs. It's a cabaret. Like these are songs that you might know. Um, what's really lovely about the show is that um, it's not like there's no fourth wall. There's you are in this cabaret with all these. I wouldn't even say performers, like these people, they're human beings on stage and they're welcoming you into the world. So I think into their world. And I think what's so special about that is that you can also like get up, sing, like you get to interact with these people and you also get to be who you want to be at the Cabaret Solitaire. 
Once again, make sure to check out The Last Night at the Cabaret Solitaire. Tickets are on sale right now at the Dan School website. Tickets for November 9th are pay what you can. But for the rest of the shows, from November 10th to the 19th, tickets are $15 for Queen students and $25 for adults. Once again, thank you so much for listening to Campus News today. Now over to Mia with the weather. And now it's time for your CFRC weather forecast. On Monday, November 13th, it'll be cloudy in the morning with a 30% chance of showers late in the afternoon. Some cloudy periods at night with a 30% chance of showers and a low of 3 degrees. On Tuesday, November 14th, it'll be a mix of sun and cloud with a high of 6 degrees and some cloudy periods at night with a low of plus 1. And Wednesday, November 15th, it'll be a mix of sun and cloud with a high of 10 degrees during the day and some clouds at night with a low of 2 degrees. Check back in with us on Wednesday for your weekend weather forecast. And now it's time for the weekly traffic report from November 10th through to November 16th. And we are first going to be starting off with road closures. Queen Mary Road from Notch Hill to Greenview will be closed beginning October 2nd for the Utilities Kingston Nets project. On University Avenue from Union to Earl, it will be closed until December 22nd for the removal of debris from demolition and concrete deliveries at the Queen's John Dutch University Centre project. The following road closures will be taking place November 18th for the annual Nighttime Santa Parade. Princess Street from Sir John A. Macdonald to Ontario will be closed from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And Ontario Street from Princess to Johnson will be closed from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And now it's time for parking disruptions in the Kingston area. On Princess Street from Collins Bay to Bay Ridge, expect delays until November 17th for the construction of new sidewalks and traffic signals along Princess Street. Please note that one lane of traffic will be maintained in each direction at all times on Princess Street. This was Kat bringing you the traffic report from November 10th through to November 16th. I hope you all have a lovely week. And now it's time for the CFRC Community Concert and Events Calendar for November 15th through to November 21st. Have an event you'd like to be covered on our website and news programming? Contact us via cfrc.ca today. On November 15th, come and pet Oscar, our fluffy golden retriever, St. John's Ambulance Therapy Dog, and meet his handler, John. Drop in at any point during the hour. Oscar will be at Mitchell Hall every Wednesday at noon by the Student Wellness Services office on the main floor. On November 15th, Student Wellness Services is excited to announce a combined flu shot and COVID-19 booster clinic for all staff and faculty members at Queen's University. The clinic will operate on a walk-in basis only. No appointments are necessary. Necessary. All vaccines are free of charge and completely voluntary. This will be located at Mitchell Hall Student Health and Wellness Services from 9.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. and 1.30 p.m. to 4 p.m. On November 16th is the Mason Jar Meal Pickup. Mason Jar Meals contain all the key ingredients and spices to prepare a quick, easy, and healthy meal. Register for a Mason Jar Meal at queensu.ca. 
This is a student-led initiative supported by Queen Student Wellness Services. Students can pick up a jar for free while supplies last from 1 to 4 p.m. at Student Wellness Services located in Mitchell Hall. Also on November 16th, for any student in first year at Queen's seeking connection and support during the complex transition period to university life, you could benefit from this group if you're feeling overwhelmed and anxious with managing it at all. Come and try a group and drop in. You can register online at www.queensu.ca slash studentwellness. This will be located at the Bannery Center from 3 to 4.30 p.m. On November 17th is the Recreational Run Club, a beginner intermediate run. Meet new people if you want to start running, increase your distance, improve your time, or find some running buddies. To join us for this run, please register for this club at gogales.go.com. You must pay a one-time $5 membership fee. You must be a current Queen student or staff member to join. Meet at 5 p.m. at the Queen's Arc North Earl Street entrance. This will be Wednesdays from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. and Fridays at 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. On November 18th is a free observatory tour and astrophysics talk. From dust grains to stars and shots in the dark, this month's featured speaker is a Queen's PhD student, Parisa Nozari, who will discuss dust in the interstellar medium and the inefficiency of star formation. Parisa will also share some of her experience with amateur astrophotography. The presentation will be followed by a tour of our facilities, including the McDonald Institute Visitor Center, and viewing nearby and deep sky celestial objects with our telescopes. This event is free and open to all ages, and will be located at Ellis Hall from 7.30 to 10 p.m. On November 19th is a Solidarity Swim. Are you a trans, non-binary, genderqueer, genderfluid, or any other non-cisgender person who wants a safer space to swim and also meet other students and a wider trans community members? Join us for Solidarity Swims at the ARC Pool. You can even bring a cisgender friend or loved one. This will be from 2.30 to 4 p.m. Register at queensu.ca. There are no events listed here on November 20th. However, I would like to give an honorable mention to a club that I am a part of called Queen Star with youth. We create events on campus virtually and or in person to support survivors and raise awareness about abuse and intergenerational trauma. By creating awareness on child abuse, it sets the boundaries of what is acceptable in society and the treatments of these victims and further how to treat your own children. This platform at Queen's University is crucial for victims of abuse to establish that everyone has the right to live in a safe and healthy environment. You can follow our Instagram, StartsWYouthQueens, for more information and to get updated on upcoming events and workshops in the near future. On November 21st is the Indigenous Drumming Circle. Do you know the many benefits of drumming? In addition to community connection, drumming can improve stress management, mindfulness, motor skills, and so much more. Join the 4D team for a casual weekly drumming session. No experience is necessary and we have instruments to share. This is only available to Indigenous students and it is in person from 1 to 2 p.m. every Tuesday at the Four Directions Indigenous Student Centre. Also on November 21st is Connect Four. It is a group for students who are feeling isolated and like they haven't found their people at Queen's. Each week we will have an activity to participate in and topics for conversation together. This event will be held every Tuesday evenings from 4 to 5.30 p.m. up until November 28th. For the first week, please meet at Faith and Spiritual Life, room 210 on the second floor in Mitchell Hall. You can register at queensu.ca. This was Kat bringing you the CFRC Community Concert and Events Calendar for November 15th through to November 21st. I hope you all have a lovely week. 
And now it's time for the CFRC Community Concert and Events Calendar for November 14th to November 20th. If you have an event you'd like covered on our website and news programming, contact us via cfrc.ca today. Tom's Tuesday Afternoon Happy Hour Jam returns, an open mic and jam with Tom Savage and friends where everyone is welcome. Tuesday, November 14th at the Club RCHA for free from 4 p.m. until 7 p.m. Motown Soul, the music of Diana Ross and the Supremes, Smokey Robinson, Aretha Franklin, and more at the Grand Theater on November 14th, starting at 7 p.m. Tickets are available online now for $60. There's two open mic nights happening on November 14th. You can head to the Royal Tavern 2.0 for Try It Tuesday karaoke for free. As well, there's an open mic night at St. Larry's Pub that same night, presented in collaboration with the Music and Digital Media Guild, as well as the Musicians Guild, which is also free. Gerald McGrath will be playing a wide variety of his favorite hits acoustically at Spearhead Brewery from 7 until 10 p.m. on November 15th for free. Bands Kings of Queens, Girl Dad, and DJ Aqua will be playing a show at Stages Nightclub on November 15th you will not want to miss. Tickets are $15 and the night will begin at 8 p.m. Flying V Productions presents Marielle Buckley at the Grad Club. She's been charming listeners across North America since her debut LP, Driving in the Dark, and will be playing Kingston on November 15th. Tickets are available for $20, and the show will start at 8 with doors at 7.30. Dwayne Gretzky, a 10-piece band that brings to life the greatest songs of all time, will be playing at the Ale House on November 16th. Tickets are $30, and the show is set to begin at 8. Catch Michael K. Myers playing covers and originals at the Club RCHA also on November 16th. The show will begin at 7 and is $5 for non-club members. Tim Hicks and Dinah Reed will be playing the Isabel Bader Center on their Campfire Troubadour Tour November 16th. The show will begin at 8 p.m. and tickets are available online now for $40 to $70. Catch the Soul Motions with special guest Francis Hobbs Friday, November 17th at the Club RCHA from 8 p.m. until 11 p.m. for $10 a ticket. Piner and Lauren Carson presented by Flying V Productions on Friday, November 17th at the Grad Club from 9 p.m. until 11.30. Doors will be at 8.30 and tickets are available now for $17. Nick Zubek will be playing beautiful arrangements, instrumental passages, and thoughtful lyrics Friday, November 17th at Hotel Wolf Island from 7 p.m. until 10 p.m. for free. On November 17th, be sure to catch free live music Friday to see Taryn McKenna at the Skeleton Park Brewery from 5 p.m. until 7 p.m. Ghetto Express will be playing blues, funk, soul, and RMB Friday, November 17th at the Toucan from 10.30 p.m. until 2 a.m. for free. Bands Squid Pistol and Beat Up Trucks will be playing a free show Saturday, November 18th at Blue Martini beginning at 9 p.m. KBS presents Sean Dore, Big Blues Band, Saturday, November 18th at the Club RCHA from 8 p.m. until 11 p.m. And tickets are available now for $10. Also catch Jonah McLean and the Gimmicks Saturday, November 18th at the Tiernanog, 9 p.m. to midnight for free. Enjoy a great night of live music from the Change Band, Saturday, November 18th at the Royal Canadian Legion Branch 560 from 8 p.m. until midnight with doors at 7 and tickets for $10 at the door. Band Grievous Angels will be playing some alt-root songs uh, from Canada's northern blue-collar frontier, Sunday, November 19th at Hotel Wolf Island from 3 p.m. until 5 p.m. for free. Chris Royler will be playing acoustic covers of 90s to now rock, alternative, and more Sunday, November 19th at Spearhead Brewery from 2 until 5 p.m. 
On November 20th, Quirks of Human Nature, an evening of poetry, music, and storytelling with Meg Freer, Deborah Shermans, and Gary Raspberry at Royal Tavern 2.0 for free from 6 until 10 p.m. Also on November 20th, CFRC presents Game Nights at Minotaur. It's a free event if you purchase a $5 door prize ticket and it'll start at 6 p.m. Thank you for tuning in to CFRC's local news programming. To revisit episodes of Today in YGK and hear more from some of our guests, be sure to head to our podcast network at podcast.cfrc.ca. Today in YGK is brought to you by the generous support of the Community Radio Fund of Canada, the local journalism initiative, Queen's University Career Services, What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street, and the Screening Room at ScreeningRoomKingston.com. Be sure to stay tuned for more CFRC programming coming up next. What'll I Wear offers the best in vintage, funky, one-of-a-kind treasures, clothing, accessories, and a fabulous selection of jewels, vintage and new. Find the cutest purse, the most dashing of hats, and sunglasses. Everything to complete your individual look. What'll I Wear has it all. They can dress you from top to bottom. Find your new fashion fave at What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street in Kingston. Visit their new location and follow them on Facebook to keep up to date with what's in store at What'll I Wear. 